We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here, right now, into your present moment. And exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soul Fire production. I am stoked to announce that the Digital Dojo is back and it's happening at 4 p.m. Pacific on December 28th. The Digital Dojo is a profoundly transformational online experience that invites you to expand beyond your fear-based edges in real time. It's a totally emergent and unpremeditated experience that allows us to truly meet and support what's actually alive on the day of the dojo. From deep cathartic breakthroughs to hilarious spontaneous freestyles, I'm always blown away by the magic and expanse that occurs inside. If you're ready to step up and claim your most liberated self as we move into 2023, while being deeply supported by myself and a masterful guardianship team, now is the time. It's only $55 to join and the link to grab your spot is in the show notes. I hope to see you inside. Hello, Dojo family. It is so good to feel you all here today. And I am excited to jam with you on the question, when is it time to reconnect with your ex after a breakup? When is it time to re-engage with your ex? When is it time to open that door again? And for one thing I want to say, I've discovered in my own careful study that I've been making over the last couple of years is that I don't believe there's a blanketed answer to that question, but I do believe that there are some checkpoints that I've discovered to be really valuable to look at and to attune to as you journey through your own inquiry around timing and healing the journey of healing the heart after heartbreak. And first of all, giving yourself what you really need on the other side of heartbreak. For me, what that has looked like in my two most recent breakups 
one with a, a relationship of four years, and then my most recently a relationship of one year on the back end of both of those breakups with men who I thought we were going to go the distance. Those were sh- heart shattering. They really impacted me. And what I needed, you know, the first thing is asking yourself the question, what is it that I need the most? You know, when you're coming out the other side of a heartbreak and you're sort of repositioning yourself from a we orientation after a heartbreak and a breakup into a me orientation, into a putting yourself first again, into a really deep, heartful listening and centering your own journey and your own heart rather than overcompensating for or over-prioritizing or orienting around your prior partner. So I feel like one essential ingredient first in going through any heartbreak journey is first recalibrating to center yourself and ask the question, what is it that I really need the most in order to truly let go and heal? Because anything after that, from my perspective, can't come in truth until you've really let go and healed. One of my favorite quotes, I'm sure I've shared it many times on the podcast, is on the other side of death is always the truth. And in order to move into a new form of relationship after you're so deeply wound with another human being and that doesn't work and that form breaks up is to actually let it die. If you partially let it die or almost let it die, but you're still holding on or hooked into the form that was, there is no way that the new expression can actually come in and take shape because there's still a you that's tied into, imagine yourself gripping onto an outdated expression, a form that is actually dying, how do you move into something completely new if part of you, one foot is in the door of the past? It's actually the process first. And when I ask myself, after these these significant heartbreaks I've been through over these last couple of years, have been, what do I need the most? And for myself personally, it's been a lot of space right off the bat. I've needed a lot of space to actually go through my own grieving process, to let go of what has been, to mourn, to cry, to feel the sadness, to feel the anger, to feel the hurt, to feel the releasing. And in the releasing, in the authentic releasing, I found every time that there's also a receiving of what is true, of what would be a better fit, of what I really do want that I wasn't receiving, that I was either settling for or hoping would be different in the old relationship dynamic that through the process of letting it go, through the process of letting it die, I actually find myself becoming available to receive my own authentic desire for what I really do want if I weren't settling if I weren't hoping it would be different, if I really, when I really let it go, then I open to the capacity to receive everything I've really desired and really wanted because I'm not, it's so common that we don't fully receive within ourselves our actual desire 
while we're in partnership that is out of alignment. Because if we were to receive while we're in that relationship that's out of alignment or that we're struggling to hold on to our actual desire, it would create such a contrast that the desire we're receiving is not present in this relationship that we would have to let it go. And and until it becomes scarier to stay in the relationship that isn't a match to your desire than it is to leave the relationship that isn't a match to your desire, you won't leave it, most likely. There comes a turning point when it's actually scarier to stay in the relationship that's not in full alignment than it is to leave, which means facing off with and going through the heartbreak and the grief of the loss, the seeming loss, this is where we're going to go, the seeming loss of someone that you really, really love. And that's the journey of heartbreak, you know, is, is mourning. It's, it's like same, same in many ways to like a real death. Because you are facing off with the possibility that this person will either no longer be in your life or will no longer play a big role in your life, not to the same degree that they did before. And that is terrifying. That can be really terrifying. And one of the feelings that often we're the most afraid to feel is the feeling of the death of someone or something that we really, really love. And so first of all, before I talk about, you know, the inquiry of our podcast today, which is when is it time to re-engage with our ex? When is it actually time? When does that feel true? How do we know that it's time to reconnect with an ex? And is it always true that it's appropriate to reconnect with an ex? This is a whole theme that I want to explore. But before I go into that theme, I think it's really important to name and honor the potency and courage that it's taken you and me to even be able to ask that question. Because if you're asking that question, when is it time to re-engage with an ex? That means you've gone through heartbreak. And I want to really just take a moment to pulse on the magnitude of initiation that it is to leave a relationship that is almost with someone that you thought could be it for you. And through the threshold and the portal of this heartbreak, there is so much fruitful becoming, so much empowerment that occurs while we're in the depths of grief, while we're in the depths of mourning. You know, we get to see with raw, sober eyes where our patterning lived. We get to own deeper than ever before how we get to grow. We get to claim our voice and our truth more than ever before and see where we weren't being met and where the person we were with was not willing to grow in order to meet us. And then we get to recognize that we are not a victim. And that we get to evolve and to grow and to receive the empowerment that comes through the breaking open of the heart through heartbreak. 
It's one of the most challenging experiences of the human condition from my perspective, and also the most ripe for transformation through radical, if you're willing to be radically honest with yourself and with the other. It's a deep journey. So you go through, we go through these heartbreaks and I've named a couple significant ones that I've been through and making a careful study of over the last two years. One was I got out of a four-year, nearly four-year relationship about two years ago and then went through a deep process in, you know, transformation during that time. And then I met my most recent partner and was in relationship for a year. And that relationship ended just about six months ago. So I've been making a careful study of this question, when is it time to reconnect with my ex? When is it time? When is that true? Now, it's been interesting because recently I've actually had several ex-partners pop up out of nowhere, including the first boyfriend I ever had, you know, my first multi-year boyfriend I've ever had reached out a couple times and another ex-partner reached out recently around some work he's doing in the world in the psychedelic research space and wanting to connect around potentially collaborating on a project. And then my deeper relationship, you know, the relationships that have ended over the past couple of years, being in deep connection with both of those ex-partners as well. So I've just been in this kind of swirl of like ex-boyfriends and really in the question of (laughs) what does it look like? What are my markers? What are the indicators for me of what these relationships want to look like now and how they're evolving, my level of participation in them and how true is it relative to each one for me to re-engage? And it's one answer I can tell you right off the bat is that it's different in every case. Everyone is different. So I don't think that we're going to come to like a blanketed answer today around the answer to the question, when is it time to re-engage with an ex? I do think it's relative to the unique nature of each one of your relationships and the unique dynamic between each individual partner and the bottom line raw truth of what is the actual highest expression when neither one of you are holding on or in control what is the highest expression of the love that is present between the two of you at this time in this place in this space so those are questions to sit with now with my ex-partner Oren who we were together for nearly four years he and I I feel like we're very thorough with our breakup. We left it all out on the field. Neither one of us left the relationship with any feeling like there was more to do, more to say, anything that was left undone. And so we could give everything, just as much as we gave everything we had to the relationship, we could also give everything we had to the breakup and go fully thoroughly through the grief without holding on. And we did that. And then within months, we both met new partners, got into new relationships, and we gave our connection in its old form a lot of room to die. <laughs> we we gave it a lot of room to die. We didn't see each other again in the physical for a year. And then, you know, once we were in our new relationships, 
we did reconnect here and there. We got on FaceTimes and phone calls whenever it felt true. And those moments just rose organically, you know? And when we did connect, it was like one marker to the next. There was not a lot of premeditation. It was just like, oh, now it feels true to get on a call. Oh, now it feels true to see each other again in person in the physical because we're both going to be in the same physical location. And so we did that. And once we saw each other again in the physical, again, the question, when is it time to reconnect with an ex? It was like, wow, we didn't have any ideas or attachments to how we thought it was supposed to look. We could just feel it's time. And when we did get together in the physical again, what was left was family. It was like the strength of our heart connection still lived. And we experienced this familial, familiar bond that didn't feel like it had any hooks or any romantic entanglements in it at all. And so with that, that opened up the door for us to take the next step, which was, oh, there was an opportunity for us to meet in Turkey and me to come and facilitate the Live Liberation Dojo at his event with his new partner, Chelsea. And that was another step where we got a house together in Turkey and really felt like, wow, this is super clear and clean. And it's interesting because I went to lunch with a friend the other day and I pull up at the restaurant and I, and Oren and his new partner, Chelsea were parked right next to me just synchronistically. And it was like this gorgeous experience of all of us just feeling this clear, clean, effortless, beautiful connection because what's on the other side of death is always the truth. And there was no force or control around it. It's just the truth that what's here now is love. And when we went into the restaurant, you know, I had plans with a friend that I was meeting and they were together, you know, doing work and we were in sitting in different parts of the restaurant. And I really noticed that I didn't even realize they were even there. We were there for like over two hours in our own vortexes. And when I left, I had the thought, I was like, wow, I didn't even like there was no part of my system that was even present to the fact that Oren and Chelsea were there in another part of the restaurant. Once we all said hello and gave each other love. And then we said, you know, at the end, we all came together and said goodbye. But in that middle part, there was nothing hooking any of us. There was no presence in me to the fact that there's an ex-partner of mine here at the restaurant. It was like this really cool, beautiful feeling of like, wow, there's nothing shady, murky, sticky, or hooky in the field, you know, and a good way to think about it is if you know, there's a hook still something unprocessed. If you like go to a party or an event or a concert or a restaurant and you run into an ex and then you imagine, you know, you say hi, and then they go sit in another part or they're sitting in another part of the concert, you know, auditorium, and you can just feel them there. And You're having a hard time being present because you know that this person is in the same physical location. That to me indicates that there's still something that needs to be either more deeply let go of or more deeply processed. There's still something undone there. There's still a karma. There's still a hook that's present. And it was really beautiful for me to experience with Oren being at the same restaurant in the same place without any conscious awareness that we're even in the same place, which it's so funny because it sounds like it's not an unkind thing to say. It's actually the coolest thing to say relative to our history is that, wow, we, we did it. We really did it. 
we are on the other side and in a totally new repositioned relationship template, which is just love, effortless love, you know, and give hugs at the end, say goodbye. And we made plans to get together this weekend. You know what I mean? Like it was super clear and clean. So the answer to when is it time to re-engage with my ex when it came to Oren was first, it wasn't time. I needed a lot of space. So that to me personally feels that has been a really important ingredient in healing heartbreak is space. In the beginning stages, when the relationship is complete and it's truly complete and there's no further processing to figure out if you're going to end it, but it's actually been completed. The breakup has occurred. Step one for me, this is my own personal experience, not a prescription, has been I need actual real space because in the space, there's an authentic letting go that can happen. There's a death that needs to occur. And if you're consistently re-engaging with an ex before the true release has happened, it's like, you're like plugging back in over and over and over again. And in if there hasn't been enough time and space, which is going to be different for every relationship, whatever enough time and space means, if there hasn't been enough time and space, then the form that was the old form of the romantic relationship hasn't had time to release. So you're like almost like putting sparks and energy into the old form that's trying to die, which just elongates it and makes it, it takes longer to fully release. There's still layers of attachment, of holding on, of seeing the other person as who they used to be, which is the person that you broke up with or that you were broken up by. But still, if it's the truth for one, it's the truth for both. And the breakup needed to happen because it did. So you don't necessarily want to stay in relationship with the version of them that you're breaking up with. You want to give them time and space to go through their evolutionary process and their process of becoming. And you want to give yourself enough time and space to go through your release and your process of becoming in order to meet again in a totally new field of possibility. And there's no way to plan that or control that or put a prescription on how much time that's going to take. But one thing I do know is that heartbreak, the breakup is the breaking up of an old way of being in an old pattern and in an attachment system that is ready to go through an evolution. Heartbreak is one of the greatest evolutionary catalysts that exist for a human being from my perspective. It is so painful and also massively like compelling. It is the most compelling energetic to compel you to really get sober about yourself, about your own patterns, about the patterns of your partner, about real deep clarity for what you do want and what you are calling in for yourself. The space to expand your capacity to trust yourself, to hold yourself in the depths of grief, to increase your integrity, you know, to build self respect and self honor and dignity. From my perspective, it is dignified 
to go through waves of grief and be curled up on the floor in tears, mourning something that was that you love deeply, a form that was that you love deeply, and then holding yourself through that because it indicates how much you loved. And that is to be honored, how much you love, how much you're hurt through heartbreak is directly proportional to how much you love, how much you're willing to let love flow through your body. And when you pull yourself through that and you get into the prayer, when you get knocked on your knees, that's a good position to pray from. And when you pray yourself through these waves of grief, through heartbreak, you grow into a stronger, more fortified, more clear, dignified version of yourself. You know, the strength it takes to go on with what's next for you as you let go of what's no more deserves so much honor from my perspective. And who you become through that is the match for your next fuck yes relationship. And you are forced in the let go of a partner who you used to need to give you validation or worth or support or yes, you. And in the absence of them, you have the opportunity to fill in the space with your own yes, with your own affirmation, with your own I choose you, with your own I claim you, with your own I will not leave you, with your own I stand for you, with your own I know your value, with your own I know your worth. Know it from the deepest place in your bones. That is the initiatory energy of heartbreak. And on the other side of it, you will never be the same. I am not the same after going through the double dose of heartbreak that I've been through over the past couple of years. And I am deeply grateful for the woman that I've become. Deeply grateful. And so here in the inquiry of when is it time to re-engage with my ex? With Oren, it happened, you know, over the course of a year. And sparks of phone calls, you know, and two new relationships for each of us, and then time together in the physical, and then more time together in the physical, and just feeling on a somatic level, oh, we've arrived. Like there's nothing sticky here. And we were just so true to what's actually here and really sensing for the truth of what's actually here the whole way through. And that is something to celebrate. So the formula, I can't say there's the same formula for everyone, but one thing I can say that feels like a through line in what I've described is initially letting it really die, which from my perspective does require a good amount of space to not be re-engaging with and plugging back into what was so that you can really let it go. So what I see with the formula there is one thing that's essential is really letting it go. And in the let go, of what was, there's grief, there's mourning, there's sadness, there's empowerment, there's transformation, there's clarity, and there's the release of attachment. There's the release of need for them or for the situation to be different. Now with my most recent partner, the difference I feel, and I'm just now, it's it's almost six months after our breakup, and I'm just now getting to a place where I feel like I can share from a place where I feel like cooked and incubated relative to the question, when is it time to re-engage? Like really? 
Because with him, the difference I feel is that with Oren, I felt like we had, you know, left it all out on the field. We'd given it everything we had. We gave it so much energy when we were in the relationship that when we completed it, there wasn't still a question left of whether we could have done more or whether it had really expired. It was very clear for us both that it had. With my most recent relationship that ended six months ago, it took more time for me to fully grieve it and fully let it go because it ended quickly and suddenly. And while there's an agreement that there were layers that are out of alignment, there wasn't the same sensation that we had like left it all out on the field, you know, and that we had given it really everything that we had. And so for me personally, it just took more time to like fully, fully let it go and let it die. And we would check in like every month or every two months. And every time we checked in, I would continue to have the feeling that I need more space. I need more time. There's still sadness and hurt and pain here that I need to process and move through in order to consider re-engaging this connection. You know, another way to say that is there's still parts of me that want this to be different. There's still parts of me that need something or have an expectation or feel hurt. And I really am still going through my process and I need space. And in that space, I got to process my grief and my anger, my frustration and my sadness. And I became stronger through all of it. And as one who has been recovering and healing from an anxious attachment system, for me to gain what I've gained, to become the version of myself that I really trust will ask for space, will take space, will say no, will not re-engage out of a feeling of need or lack or like, you know, I really am proud of myself. I've become a much stronger, more self-sourced version of myself through asking for space time and time and time again over the past six months. And it's been really an, an important ingredient for me in terms of creating the space for me to receive my own clarity around the ways that I desire to be met and what I really want in relationship and like fortifying my own clarity through the dignity and the self-respect that comes from the power of no, you know, I'm not ready to reconnect and I'm not ready to re-engage and I still need more space. And so that has been very powerful and empowering. So for me in this case, it for you know, nearly six months there, it didn't feel true. I was willing to check in to see where we were at, but it hadn't felt true to re-engage with my most recent partner because there was still a lot of heart healing that that was needing to happen. And over time, it has felt more and more like I've let go and I feel the sensation started to be less of I need space from him in order to heal and more of I feel healed and I feel like I'm rocking in my life and life force, life support is unfolding itself in ways that feel really affirmative and beautiful. And then the sensation started to be, okay, now it is in alignment for, you know, everything that's happened was exactly perfect and is in alignment. And what's feeling out of alignment is where I'm keeping my heart protected. 
what feels out of alignment is where I'm, yeah, not allowing the love that is still here in truth that I only know is there in truth because I really let it go because I let go of my need and expectation of this relationship at all. I let go of the idea that this relationship would be in my life at all. And after months, there's still this feeling in my heart of something undone. And part of the discovery of what that means for me has been, okay, maybe it's time to re-engage and open the space to be able to relate to one another and listen to the fact that there is still care and love here in my heart and create the space for that love and expression to flow. So recently we did reconnect and there was a really powerful turning point that occurred where it actually became more uncomfortable to keep my heart protected, right? Because it was blocking. Then it was like the flow of love was still wanted to just be able to be free to express. And it became more painful to have it guarded than it would feel to unguard, which feels vulnerable, right? It's like, oh, wow, like this, there was this person hurt me. And there's, it's scary to like re-engage, you know, based on the past reference point of what I remember occurring six months ago. But just as much as I want him to see me for who I've become, it's only fair for me to give him an opportunity to show me who he's become after six months. And if I'm projecting onto him that this is not safe, that my heart's not safe, I need to protect myself and I'm keeping myself protected and closed when he has expressed that there's a desire to connect, that doesn't feel fair either. And so it's this vulnerable bravery that is required to say yes to letting the guards down that really served for the time that they did until they didn't. Those guards served, like if you imagine going through those initial stages of heartbreak, those are some of the most vulnerable moments that we experience as human beings. We're super raw and tender and there's vulnerability. And so having like guards, you know, and creating the space that you need for yourself in order to heal and feel safe to move through whatever you need to move through is a great act of self-love and self-respect. And then there comes a time I'm noticing, again, bringing us back to the question of, well, when is it time to reconnect with an ex? For me, one answer to that question is when it starts to feel like having your guard up becomes a block to a true expression of love and care that still lives in your heart. And this is only living on top of what we've already built, which is, and you've already let it go. Like you've authentically, genuinely grieved and mourned and let go, and you're not holding an expectation or a need for it to be different. Like you really check in and the love that you still feel in your heart for this person is a genuine care that has evolved into something new and it's not coming with expectation for it to be different. 
So there's a subtlety there that's really important to track because even three months ago, right? Or if you imagine like just a a month or two or three or four or five, or for some people, even a year or two years after a breakup, there's still a part of your heart that is not over or hasn't really let it go or hasn't fully permeated the truth that the relationship that was is over. And there can always be an openness and availability for the relationship to evolve into a romantic form again, if that's actually true. But the energy of just being open to that being a possibility, if there's still love and romantic connection there that wants to evolve in the future because you've both become a new version of yourself, that's a beautiful thing if it really happens and honors both of you. But that's a different energy of just being open to that than coming into it with okay, now I'm, I'm re-engaging, but underneath it is this secret covert intention to like try to manipulate or make it work to re-engage again, because you have an idea of the form that you still want it to be, or an expectation of this person to show up how they used to when there's a reason that you guys went through a breakup. And if you're feeling like you want to re-engage, I think first, when is it time to re-engage with an ex? If you guys are still exes, I think it's really important to be certain as much as you can be that you've given full integrous devotion to the mourning and the grieving and the releasing of the form that has been. And that'll take as much time as it takes for you on an individual level. And when that's occurred, then the turning point I believe I'm experiencing is all right, like I've let it go. I'm I'm on board with the idea that we're not the best fit for forever life partners. And there's still this feeling of care and love here that wants to be able to express itself. And there was also a sensation for me of things that I hadn't fully said or owned that were vulnerable. You know, like I'm a fighter. I'm a loyal devotional being. And, you know, there were expressions that I felt like I wanted to say, you know, around the strength of the love that we feel and that I felt that there are timelines where it could work if X or if Y, right? But fully in the surrender and awareness that the if this, then that reality isn't happening. You know, it's not what's actually here. So to come to the conversation sober enough to be able to actually listen and see what is actually here, which is still a lot of love and magnetism and connection, but it's not clear to re-engage a romantic connection, but it is clear that there's still love and care here. The question for me became, am I ready to see and feel and receive what is here and be open to not knowing what it will evolve into or how it's going to feel or how it's going to look. But the love in my heart and the mutual care that I feel is worthy of taking the guards down of protection that I had set up and needed for nearly six months for myself to heal. And to grow and evolve into a place that I can hold it in the way that I am now, which includes holding the highest timeline of receiving everything that I really desire in relationship 
And it's so interesting because we often ask this question, like if I re-engage with my ex or have a connection with my ex-partner, will it block my new relationship from coming in? And I believe the answer to that question is how thorough have you been with your ex? How transparent are you? How clear are you around your own desires? And if you're compromising any of your desires in order to re-engage with your ex, then I think that it could block energetically a new relationship that does meet all of your desires from coming in. But if you're being in real clear, raw, transparent connection with an ex-partner and just attuning and relating to what allowing, like what is the new form of this relationship that wants to occur now? That just is taking the damn off of the power of love that wants to flow. And I do think there's a turning point where the guards, the protection in the form of space that serves for a time, at a certain point it expires and it served for the time for you to become as strong as you need to be in order to have the courage to let the guards down. And then through the action of relating, of actually feeling one another and checking into where are we now, and this is with the, the stipulation, only if the truth is, because on the other side of the death is the truth, it's not like a rule that every time with every ex, you should re-engage and be friends or be some new expression of your relationship. I don't think that's the truth. I think it's relative to what's actually true on the other side of the death. In the case with me, with myself, with both of my most recent exes, there was still on the other side of the death, on the other side of the space, there was still enough love and care and energy that's like, okay, it's worth it to let the dam down, to let the guards down, to let the protections down, to allow for a relating, a checking in, a feeling, where are we now? And allowing that to inform what is the next form? What is the next shape? How does it feel? How does it look? With my most recent ex-partner, I don't know yet. (laughs) It's a brand new thing that I've arrived in a place where I feel ready to let the guards down and, and just allow the organic form of the connection to, in its new iteration, to take shape. And one thing I do believe is that we both genuinely want the best for one another and for ourselves. And, you know, there's just a space of, at minimum, the allowance of friendship to occur or in the case with Orin and I, it feels like this family bond, you know, with my most recent partner, I don't know what it's going to look like, but it does feel like there's enough of the energy where you just let it flow. And that could look like talking very rarely, or it could evolve into talking more often. The point is, having let go of expectation enough that you don't need to actually control it because you don't need that person to show up in any one way or other way. It's just a real release. It's getting yourself out of control. And it's like when we become strong enough that we're willing to let go of control, that to me is something to celebrate, right? It's like, okay, I feel strong enough now that I don't need the structures and parameters of control 
in order for just to see what's here. So there's some more information for the formula there in terms of our question, when is it time to re-engage with your ex? You know, variable or the first, you know, ingredient I put into the equation was really fully, have you let it die? Have you really let it go? Second one was once you've really let it go and given yourself whatever you need in the form of time and space and grief and process and whatever you need to fully let it go. Once you've done that, on the other side of the death is the truth that there's enough love and energy still present in your heart and care for this person that it's worth the courage and the daring and the energy that it takes to release the protection of controlled space. After that, it's checking in to be sure you've let go of expectation of like, am I at a place now where I don't have expectations or needs for this person to be different? There's a meme that I saw that I feel is really powerful that says, I am grieving my expectations of you so that I can receive the fullness of your love again. And that feels relevant here where you arrive into a space of actually letting this being be who they've become and being willing to get to know them again after this time of space and major transformation that you've both gone through and how cool and honoring it is that there's still enough love and care there after months or years of time. And now having let go of the old form and let go of our expectations of one another you have the opportunity to really get to know each other again and feel and allow for the love and the connection and life in general to inform the new shape of the relationship. And that's where I'm at with my most recent partner. And I don't know yet what the shape is going to take, but I do know that it feels good to be unguarded, to just trust myself enough to hold my sense of value, my own desires, my own knowing, the empowerment that I've received through this process, and also stay open to the loving. We so often have this idea that, you know, I respect myself enough, you know, where I'm not going to talk to him or I, you know, I'm not going to give my love. Like we withhold our love because it's this idea that I'm respecting myself, right? Like as when we're hurt so often, we, withhold our love or we create these parameters and boundaries in the way I hope you can feel that I've set up parameters, boundaries, and space is coming from a great act of self-love. And within that self-love, you generate self-respect naturally. But then I notice there can be an attachment. You can generate an attachment to the space where it's like, wow, the memory of the, the heartbreak and that the pain that occurred There can be a tendency to continue to protect and guard ourselves as if our guardianship of self in that way is somehow linked to our self-respect. Like if I'm not communicating with this person because I respect myself too much to do that, that kind of thing. It's one thing if this is a being that either you're still holding on to or going through a grieving process around or who isn't treating you well. 
then yes, it is respecting yourself not to re-engage with someone who doesn't respect you. That is an act of self-respect. But if you've grieved it, if you've let it go, and if you're not holding expectations of this person to be different, and you still feel love and care in your heart, and they are mirroring that to you, that they still feel love and care in their heart, it is no longer necessary for your own sense of worth and self-respect and dignity to hold up strong parameters of boundaried space just because this person and the pain of the breakup hurt you in the past. I think that's turning point is a moment to celebrate because it indicates true healing and it indicates that you did give yourself the respect and space that you needed for as long as you needed it to heal from the pain and to heal from the hurt and to arrive into a space of forgiveness and that you are actually anchored in self-respect and self-trust. For myself, the way I feel that is I'm witnessing myself say yes to what's actually a yes and say no to what's actually a no without bending or contorting myself in order to try to preserve love. I'm witnessing a whole new version of myself all the way online. It's been massively healing to see myself continue to hold my boundaries of space from the vantage of healing this, my own anxious attachment system, and then witness myself actually get really comfortable in the space. And then ask myself the question, oh, wow, there's still love here. It just feels scary to open up that pathway again. So now the most courageous thing is actually to open up the pathway again and trust myself enough to stay anchored in truth while allowing whatever organic, authentic, inspired connection with my ex-partner occurs naturally without forcing it, without expecting it, you know, without expecting anything. And it's a really cool place to arrive into and a very curious one. I'm curious to see what unfolds. And I hope that this kind of equation that has come through this episode is supportive in your own, if you're in your own inquiry of, you know, ex-partners that are still in your space, where are you in the trajectory that I just described? And, you know, what does it look like? What is your own authentic answer to the question? When is it time to re-engage with my ex? You know, because if you listen and it is time to re-engage, there's something that feels really liberating about the allowance of love and heart energy, giving it space to flow again. And I've been getting reference points of that both with Oren and meeting his new partner, Chelsea, and how much love and care there is there and feeling my system like, wow, this feels really good. And then my most recent ex, just recently, our decision to take off, you know, all the parameters. And, and really that decision came from me because I'm the one who needed, I needed space. I've needed that space. So I got to feel when is it actually time for me? When is it time for me to open the door again? And the answer that I have for you is, is that equation. It was like, I've grieved it. I've really let go, you know? Oh, on the other side of that death, there's still love here. I don't feel like I actually have strong expectation of him. I'm actually cool either way uh, in terms of how much we connect or whether we connect or not or whatever it looks like. There's just still love and care here. Let's create an environment 
an energetic environment where love and care can be present rather than guarded protection. I feel like I'm there because love and care is here. That's just what's true, right? And then coming with that love and care from a place of real deep surrender to whatever's true and whatever's organic, that to me is like, okay, it's time to reconnect and see what's here because this is a person that I loved and that I love. And I get to see now what is the new form of the relationship. And I really know we'll be champions for each other in truth, no matter what comes next. Now, I also mentioned earlier in the episode, a couple of other examples with partners. One is a partner of mine that was from way back. That was my first three-year relationship when I was 16 to 19. And he messaged me after not speaking for years, the day after Oren and I broke up and within a week of when my most recent partner and I broke up. And so the timing of that is wild. And what he wanted to message about in both instances was to apologize about how much he hurt me. And he was a root cause of some trust issues that I developed around the masculine. And to have this character, this ex-partner of mine, show up with like deep desire to apologize and take ownership for the way that he treated me that created so much pain when I was in my formative years like that on the tail of both of these more recent heartbreaks was a really profound healing opportunity for me to receive the almost the collective masculine ownership and apology through him that is healing for my own heart, right? Now, in terms of our question of the episode, when is it time to re-engage with an ex or reconnect? If we go back to my equation, when I get to the, you know, the variable, I really let it die, yes. On the other side of death is always truth. What's the truth here? For me, the truth is there wasn't enough energy still. There isn't enough still deep care in my heart where I want to put in the life force energy that it would take to re-engage a friendship or a connection with this person, it actually doesn't feel true. So it isn't true for me to re-engage with that ex-partner and that's okay. (laughs) And it's beautiful to receive the message of ownership that he was bringing through, which reconciles a deep pain point for me and allows me to move forward from a more integrated place when it comes to my relationship with the masculine and my trust in the masculine, where I actually can receive his apology and say, I forgive you. Thank you. And I forgive you. What a reconciliation. What a beautiful thing to bring forward into my next relationship. And then The other ex-partner that came in, which was a much lighter, like six-month relationship who reached out around potential collaboration out of the blue, to me, that feels neutral. It feels like, great, there hasn't been energy around staying in connection, but if there is still energy that gets generated around a potential collaboration or some sort of dharmic alignment, then I would say yes to that. So I'm naming those two examples in addition to the two that were much deeper relationships and more recent because I want to paint the picture that there isn't a blanketed answer. 
But I do believe that if you utilize the equation and the formula that I just named, that you'll be able to come to an answer, right? Like, did I really let it die? On the other side of the death, is there still a truth here of love and care? And like, do I want to? Is there enough energy here still to like want to discover what the new form is, right? Have I fully let go of my expectation? And then if yes, do I really, have I let go of expectations? Am I cool? Really, really letting life tell me what this wants to be so that I don't put a pressure or an old idea on this person. But like, really like, yeah, I'm, I'm open. Let's let life tell us what it is. Right. And I've, I've let go of those expectations. Then we can let the guards down and re-engage and just see what form it takes. So I feel like if you track that arc within yourself relative to ex-partners in your life and how they're occurring and where they're meeting you with the energy that you're experiencing, does it go both ways? And if it does, and you're to a point where you feel ready to open, you'll know, you'll know. And if that is true from my own real-time experience, I can say it feels really good to live with an unguarded heart. And that's where I feel to end it today. I'm so grateful for your listening and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at Zahara Zimring, and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart, leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.